Hello, and welcome to another episode of EQCast. I'm your host, Christy Pritchard. Thanks so much for joining us on this unconventional sideshow of healing and self-betterment. This is where you can find unscripted conversations with authentic humans sharing their trials and triumphs around their emotional wellness journey. We keep it light, but we can get dark, so fasten your seatbelts. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to EQCast. I'm really excited today. We have the beautiful and vivacious Laura Lee Harrison. Laura is a beauty and confidence strategist. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Uh, an international best-selling co-author and children's book author. She is a sole mother to a five-year-old boy, and he's her driving force to break generational trauma cycles so he can live up to his true potential. This is Laura. Say hi, Laura. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Stoked to have you here. I actually met Laura on a photo shoot. Yeah, for Gabriela Cruz Boudoir. We just opened up. We're in White Rock and it's been so amazing. And you were our first model yeah, for that was... our associate photographer to practice with. Practice on. with. Yeah, that, that was really fun. And yeah, COVID was rampant and everyone had masks on. So I didn't actually get to see your face until today. <laughs> so this has been really lovely. But we're going to dive in and get into some interesting topics. You want to tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself and where you're from? Yeah. So I live currently in Langley, British Columbia. I don't know who most of your listeners are, so I'll just (laughs) find out. I don't know either. (laughs) British Columbia. Um, I went to school 11 years ago. I'm a makeup artist, esthetician, skin therapist by trade. And I'm a writer, I'm author. I write for magazines. I have a women's magazine and my own podcast as well. Uh, Currently women's exclusive, but we're kind of changing that up. So we'll see. It might not be women's exclusive much longer. so I do a lot of stuff. I have a social media agency as well. And I really just love connecting with people and helping them in any way that I can, uh, whether that is, you know, the social media stuff or um, with just tapping into your feminine energy and accepting who you are as a woman, as you are as a woman. I really love helping women see or people in general see that it doesn't matter, you know, what you've gone through. It doesn't matter if you're a single mom, you can get through everything and be successful or have the life and the dreams that you want and go to the next level. And that's something I'm really passionate about and raise your children. I I raise my child very consciously so that he can rise above whatever is thrown at him um, in life. Do you want to get into how you're managing to heal yourself while continuing to mother and teach and do all of that amazing stuff and just your process as a mom maybe touch on that yeah well he is he's five I just think we have the coolest connection and we have a lot of fun I'm a very strict parent but I'm also a very lax parent so he has a lot of freedom as a five-year-old but he knows that if he abuses that freedom and does you know, steps out and does unsafe things or unkind things or disrespectful things, it'll be taken away. I really try to raise him with all of the personal development that I do. So we just started school in September and he was coming home being like, oh, there's kids that are mean to me or they won't let me play with them. And that made me sad. And so I started teaching him, like, I understand that that's sad and that might hurt your feelings, but you 
you have to understand that if someone's mean to you, that's about them. That has nothing to do with you. And we can learn to have compassion for them and accept them where they are and go play by ourselves or go find someone else to play with that is going to accept us. And he lives by that. He, he does that. He came home one day, so proud of himself and said, mommy, are you proud of me? This kid was mean to me. And I just decided to walk away. I know that that's on him, not on me. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) five-year-old is I've just felt so proud and I really teach him like Tony Robbins talks about reaction versus responding. And so I really do my best to teach him to respond to things, people and situations instead of having like a reaction. I literally can count on one hand, maybe one finger, maybe two fingers, (laughs) how many times he's had a tantrum in his entire life. That's impressive. amazing. uh, I'm yeah. He thinks before he does. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks, I mean, since he's been in school, he gives me some attitude here and there, but he knows when I lay down the law, (laughs) he does it. And uh, he, he also knows that when I say something, I mean it. So he might try to push my button a bit or try to push his boundaries, the boundaries a little bit, because he's five, he's going to do that. But ultimately I hold my boundaries and he knows that he'll lose his, lose his toys or he'll, if he refuses to eat dinner, he won't eat dinner. <laughs> but, <laughs> On you, bud. I, also, <laughs> I also give him that leniency where I do ask him, what, what do you want for dinner? Like we conversate and we play so much and we have so much fun together. And yeah, so, and, and I do my businesses. I quit my dream job in 2017. Was not a dream job at all. So I thought it was going to be my dream job. And he was in daycare a hundred plus hours a month and I wasn't raising him. And so I was like, I don't, I don't want this. I want to raise my child. So in 2018, I sold everything I owned, packed up anything that I didn't, that I wanted to keep. And we just traveled until 2019 when we moved back to Langley. So March, 2018 to June, 2019, we were on the road. We were traveling. We were house sitting. We drove to California and back and uh, house sat in California for two, two weeks. You know, like in those experiences, he doesn't really remember anymore, but that will shape him way more than anything else. And just being able to do that and have that freedom to pack up and go wherever we want. Obviously we can't right now with COVID, but uh, just being able to do that though, was such a, an amazing experience. And so that's why I do what I do and work from home and have my businesses and stuff so that we can have that freedom. Kidding. I love that so much. That's wonderful that you have now orchestrated your life to be wherever you want to be at any point in time. Wonderful. So when you guys came back to Langley, what did life look like for you? Well, before that, actually, we, we kind of touched on talking about that a little bit because that's how we're going to get into breaking the cycles of the trauma for him. Do you want to get into the pre before we get into the post? Yeah. You wanted to mention about his dad and, and the steps that it got you to where you guys were out on your own. Yeah. So in 2011, my brother was like, come to Alberta, Edmonton. So I got hired over the phone and I just Packed up and went. Six months later, I met my son's co-creator and fell in love. And we moved in together two weeks later. And, you know, it just, it boils down to, he was a very abusive, very manipulative person. I am responsible for my own actions, but the truth of it all is, is that I was in a very bad place in a very, very abusive um, situation. And I didn't see that for a very long time. (laughs) A lot of things happened. 
a lot of damage uh, happened and uh, I kind of gave up on everything. Like I said, I'm a makeup artist and I have been for 11 years. I quit doing makeup. I quit singing. I quit doing all the things that I love and my life became his. Everything I did revolved around what he loved. Six months into our relationship, he went to jail and I'm not going to go into it, but that was a really hard time. During that time, my mom died of flesh eating disease. Wow. Um, so it was, it was a really difficult two years and uh, I struggled for a really long time after he got out, things were really bad, but I went to a medium and she said, your mom has your baby and you just have to let this relationship do what it's going to do. Don't be forcing it because I was really trying to force a breakup or force him to change or force it to break up. So I stopped forcing and I got pregnant (laughs) like right after. (laughs) And I had, had been pregnant. He forced me to have an abortion uh, twice before. So the third time I was like, absolutely not. I can't, I can't mentally do it. I cannot mentally do it. And then he threatened our life. Things got really hard and I was forced into, I was forced into the healing uh, while we were even still together. And so I, I sought professional help. I had to take a leave of absence from my job because I couldn't function. And then I had to quit my job. And then we broke up, like really broke up and I didn't have a home. I was pregnant, three months pregnant, didn't have a home. I didn't have a job at five months. Who's going to hire you at five months and you have PTSD and you have all these problems and you can't function. So that was a really hard time. I don't know. I had everything that I needed for my child. I was really blessed um, at that time with people that helped me. Um, I did eventually get a, a condo and had a really nice place to live. Well, at the end of my pregnant five months on, I started going to counseling and women's abuse groups. The counselors were the ones that opened my eyes to the abuse. I went, I went to a walk-in clinic and they were like, this is really dangerous. Like you you shouldn't go back to, cause we were still living together at the time. And they were like, you shouldn't go back. Like this is when you're the, in the most danger. And I was like, no, he would never hurt me. They're like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) they know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, well, here's some things to watch out for. Don't be at the tops of stairs by yourself. Like make sure there's no like rooms outside doors and all that kind of stuff. So they gave me like a list of things to look for. I told me to pack a go bag in case anything got bad, stuff like that. Uh, I still really didn't believe that he, he himself was capable of doing anything to hurt me. And then, and then we, we separated and I was on my own and eventually found a place, but the abuse on a covert way started uh, rising because like he was on parole still. So he didn't necessarily want to go back to jail. So things started happening that I couldn't prove that really made me kind of feel kind of crazy. Things would happen to my car stuff done to it on the outside. I have no proof. It was him. He had a girlfriend that would call me and harass me. Just like it got really intense. It was really hard. I had to start diving into uh, hypnosis and meditation because I was always so elevated and so high, like uh, stress wise, um, that I was really worried for my baby. And yeah, so it was, it was a really, really difficult time, but you know, the women's abuse groups, um, helped me so much the going to therapy and learning about abuse and hearing other women's stories. Like honestly, hearing other women's stories is what helped me probably the most during that direct time of not believing because 
their stories sounded so similar to mine. Uh, the things that he would do that I thought wasn't abuse, like I had no clue, like he would drive erratic. He told me that the brakes in the car didn't work and that I wasn't allowed to drive it for my own safety, but then he would drive it and go 200 kilometers an hour right up behind someone and then slam on the brakes and make me sick because I was like super, this is at the beginning of the pregnancy before we broke up and he was doing like crazy things like that. Oh. And then just crazy making and, and gaslighting. And so a lot of, a lot of stuff happened there and through the different ways that I was seeking healing and understanding, I was led to different things and understandings of myself, like how bad my PTSD was, how bad my anxiety was at that point. And then I started, once I had my son, I actually started experiencing a lot of pain in my body, obviously. <laughs> like now, now I look yeah, back and yeah. I'm like, well, no, duh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What, where else is your... our body, you know, our bodies are the first responder. Yeah. Exactly. And, and now I, that I'm on this side of it, I'm like, well, I was so confused as to why I couldn't pick up my six week old baby without like massive amounts of pain. So I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and obviously I was told oh, it's not curable, curable. You're never going to be cured. And I felt so, I felt so relieved that someone believed me that I had pain because no one believed me that I had pain. So then I started taking all these medications. I was on so much medications. I couldn't even function. I was on so many medications and I was high on those medications because the anxiety, PTSD, I had a really hard time going to work. And of course I went back to a job where he used to work. So I couldn't even walk into certain parts of the building without having like hysteria. <laughs> like I was like a mess. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So, so it took a while to kind of get through things. And then I dove into a network marketing company and started getting off of all the medications and started diving into the personal development. I had already been seeking help in other ways, obviously, like I said, and I was doing EFT and, and meditations and stuff. Uh, EFT is tapping, emotional freedom technique, tapping technique, something like that. And you tap on different pinpoints of your face and your hand. And there's different places you can tap on your body. Um, and then you just talk yourself through what you're feeling. Interesting. So I, okay. I started creating so the relief with the conversation you're having your, with yourself about what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm definitely no expert. I haven't tapped in a while, but that really helped me get through stuff. And then, yeah, the, the network marketing, you know, it has a bad name and a bad rap, but, uh, and though it didn't make me financially rich, it just exploded my life. So I started really diving into that stuff at that age, my son would have been two and I started implementing that life then with him, like awesome. teaching him these things at that point, the products that I was on helped me get off my medications. It helped me lose some weight, started getting rid of my pain. I still had issues because anytime I would be triggered, I would have a really bad flare. <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we don't realize that we live in that state all the time nowadays, right? Your body can't tell if the danger is right there in front of you or not, if you're just thinking about it. So talking about it would cause me to have like a massive flare up and everything that I went through. At this time too, is when I became an international bestselling co-author, I put this story in a book called Sacred Hearts Rising. Whoa, I will put links down below wherever you're watching this <laughs> yeah and so I, I that was really traumatizing and, and terrifying and to write that in a in a book and after it was done there was relief and there was healing 
during it, it was re-traumatizing. I had a really hard time with that and accepting that people would even want to read my story or hear my story. I was just like so low and so down. I didn't have any confidence. I didn't have anything. And I'm like, nobody cares. Like, and it, it's hard to get over and, and move through. So I really struggled with that. But then another friend was like, you have a story that could save someone's life. It was hard. And I was like, okay, I'll put the story in, but she's not going to accept it. <laughs> and then she did. <laughs> So anyways, that really triggered a lot of things that are happening in my life now for the good. So I started a social media agency. It's called Media Exclusive. Uh I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for that. So, you know, when you take a step back and look at your life, there is no coincidence. Bigger pictures, everything. People come into your life for a reason. You're going to learn your lesson. It is so important to have compassion and understand that even if it was the shittiest thing or the best thing, oh, sorry, I swore. Um, (laughs) I didn't even notice until you said (laughs) it happened for a reason and you can take something from it. And so you just, you just never know. And, and so take, take note of your life and put those little things together. I'm glad you recognize all of that stuff. A lot of people just, they do, they float through life, not realizing that everything is connected. It's a big, beautiful puzzle. Yeah. We have the choice to, to make something out of it, right? We have the choice to create or stay stuck in pain or whatever. You know, I'm really happy today. Like I don't use any medication. I don't use any natural products even. I'm off of everything. Like, yeah. Eating well, yeah. Yeah. I meditate. So I do a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza work and oh, I do I heart love and mind coherence. Yes, brilliant. So even, even up to a year ago, I still had pain, pain bouts. If I'd be triggered or something, then I would, I would have pretty intense reaction in my body, but I don't have that anymore. I can officially say that I believe I've healed myself because I don't have anything. If I get a headache, I I tap into the heart and mind coherence and it's gone within seconds. If I do have a sore foot, maybe because of my fibro, whatever it is, if something pops up, I tap into the heart and mind coherence and I just feel my heart open and expand. You want to tell people a little bit more about that? I will try. (laughs) (laughs) Like you put on the spot for those who don't know him, his work. He's a neuroscientist. He healed his own back. He was paralyzed. Yeah, he got hit by a car. Yeah, on his bicycle and he was paralyzed from the waist down. And uh, rather than getting surgery, which could have gone one way or the other, he decided to take a chance and try and heal himself. He had fully healed his entire body. and, And it's just so inspiring. So heart, mind, coherence. You can touch on it. Yeah. It's a really amazing experience to have. I love his books. I've, I've got his books. I listen to them. I love listening to him on like YouTube and just like little, little captions of him talking. They've completely changed my life. You just feel your fields grow yeah. when you tap into your heart and, and tapping into your heart is a totally different than just sitting there. I'm going to meditate. And when you tap into the field, into your heart, you can feel it expand. And, and it, it's a very cool thing. So I started doing makeup again in the last five months and I got so nervous because I hadn't been doing makeup for so long and I was so nervous. So I'd sit and I'd tap into my heart and do the heart and mind coherence and I'd envision what I wanted to happen in my photo shoot. And it would always come out perfectly. Like it would, I would get the shot that I had envisioned. And so my life has just gone so much forward. Like there's been so much forward movement and momentum just like compacted in a year. It's been absolutely insane. And it is a hundred percent because I've tapped into 
these other ways of creating your life. And I, I go with flow versus force. I, I choose each day I wake up, I choose each day. Now I'm not perfect. I just, you know, I'm just coming off of a time frame of not really living in the moment. I was living in my head in the clouds, but I do that from time I, to time still it's like, it's never a consistent thing to stay present. That's for sure. Exactly. You know, you got to take, take what you need to do and, and, and grow. And I have an amazing team that helps me heal too. Um, with other modalities. I have this woman that she does soul alignment, something. (laughs) So you come into alignment. Yeah. She, so she taps into my field. She helps me heal literally those generations. Like she'll say, okay, it's this dad's side, mom's side. I'll be laying there. She's doing something talking and I'm not really listening. I'm kind of more in a meditative state. And then I just like, whoosh, and I'm crying or I'll feel like something in my body. And then she's like, Oh, I felt that. Did you feel that? Hey guys, thought this would be a good time to jump in and pretty please request that you like, comment, and subscribe and all that fun stuff if you can. It really helps out with the algorithm and it'll help me keeping this podcast going. And yeah, that's about it. (laughs) There is your intermission. Thanks so much for continuing to listen and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. God, I love it. Yeah. So it's amazing the twists and turns our little worlds take and just not holding back and having faith in your own power and having faith in what you're capable of. And how a girl. I'm so <laughs> glad I met you. My goodness, you're a gem. Yeah, I'm so happy we met too. Where Thanks. can the viewers and listeners find you on Instagram? I'm inspired by Laura's periods in between. And then also Divinely Confident Studio is my makeup business where I help people with their confidence and I'll be touching more on feminine energy. And I I do online Zoom, walking women through how to do their own makeup. And then obviously for hire as well for people that are in the lower mainland that need a makeup artist. Then I'm also with Gabriella Cruz, where we just, we love empowering women. It's a women run and owned photography studio. Well, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for everyone who tuned in. Talk to you soon. Bye.
Anyhow, well, um, I really loved everything you shared. How long have we been chatting for now? Oh, it's 740. When did we start? Because we talked from 6. 47. Talking since 6, but yeah. Yeah, 647 we started. That's perfect. I'm trying not to pull the whole um, Joe Dispenza and have three hour long podcast as (laughs) easy as it would be. Super freaking easy, but oh, freaking, there's a good substitute for us where I like freaking good. See, I don't hang out with like kids very often because I don't have any, and Riley doesn't care if I swear. So. My dog. I do have kids and I swear. So uh, you've only sworn like just... twice. I think I've I've wanted to about 50 times. When I watched <laughs> the last recording with my brother, both of us were like, like I had to add, I was like, no more. No, I'm not doing that again. No, not editing out every third <laughs> word. So just, but that's family. That's what you get for having family in the podcast. Oh dear. <laughs> So it's really powerful. I just want to go back um, to what you were saying there. It, a lot of people don't understand how powerful our lineage is and how it pushes things forward. So a lot of times, like if you're if you're a woman and you're listening to this, think about your mom. Think about anything that's happened in her life trauma-wise. That has happened to her mom, that trauma that's happened to her mom. Um, so my mom had a child at 29. My sister had a child at 29. I had a child at 29. Crazy. We all lost too, children. That's crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about maybe we're soulmates because all the things kept lining up for us. I'm like, and that, that was pretty unusual back in the day because at 29, that was old. That was considered old, like 40. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah, Sorry to yeah exactly. I thought that was weird. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, And we all lost children at the same age. Oh, wow. Wow. Right? So that is a trauma thing, but it's good and bad. Like you could probably go back and say my my mom, my myself, my grandmother, my great grandma, we all got married at the same time. Like, unfortunately, I don't know past my grandmother for a lot of things. So, um, and I know nothing about my dad's side of the family to trace back stuff, but um it's, it's generational. And, and a lot of people like, Oh, that's not true. Or it can't be true. But just think about when a person that's in a bad mood comes around you, they're in a bad mood. And how do you feel after they transfer their bad energy to you? And so it's the same thing. If you can just transfer energy by passing a stranger on the street, who's in a bad mood, energy, our parents are going to have that much more of an impact. It's just exactly. Or your spouse or your boyfriend or your, whoever, your coworker, your best friend, like, you know, we are the sum of the people that we are around mm. all the time. Like that's more of a personal development thing, but this and impacts actual, like your, yeah. your energetic level too. So be cautious of who you're giving your energy to or taking energy from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good for you to recognize that that's a two-way street for sure. Yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah.
whatever does whatever it is for you that resonates with you keep at it like yeah yeah my crystals go in my bra very oh, often. nice. <laughs> I would be, mine would be very noticeable. If I had a crystal in my bra, it would just like, those would be my only boobs, essentially. They'd be like, oh, Christy, you grew boobs. No, it's a crystal. No, it's crystal. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, mine my, my, either I wear them or they come with me often, not all the time. They're pretty happy right here, right now. They make my room nice. <laughs> I'd always be afraid of losing them too, because I don't know. Just, when they're gone, they're not meant for you anymore. Yeah, that's totally true, actually. But I just like, I yeah, I just don't carry around, I guess, a lot of my stuff. But they're just so lovely to have here. And just even rocks, too, when I'm walking on a beach and I have a moment or something, you know, I just, I have, you know, like a little lightning or a little uh, light bulb moment then. And I see, like, I found this rock the other day. Like, look at that heart. Oh, pretty. I know. I had like, I look for heart rocks all the time, but this one found me and it was just so much That's more special. Cool. And yeah. And yeah, stuff like that. It's just, I like having those around me to remind myself. And it was at that moment that I kind of had a bit of an epiphany and it was, you know, and of course something beams into my life right at that moment. And yeah, I'll keep it as long as it wants to stay in my life and till it doesn't and then see you later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The people that have helped me heal on energetic level, body level, like mentally that have different modalities that they offer. Yeah, <laughs> but it was so, so lovely to have you on. I'm so glad you agreed to come on. I'm so glad I just met you. Like our first conversation was just, yeah, me too. Cause I, at the yes. time I was writing adventures of peanut and you were also writing a children's book about, if you want to talk about that for a quick sec, before we go, feel free. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Grab yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. Inside me. Yeah. So I was meditating <laughs> and, um, I was like, the night before I'd actually gone to my friend's house and we were talking about, Oh, maybe we should write a kid's book or whatever. And I don't really know where that came from. I don't remember anymore, but, um, that's a whole nother tangent that I can go on. Like I started <laughs> tapping into my feminine energy and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so anyways, um, I was meditating and I was like, Oh, that's, that's the name of a book. 
And I wrote it down. I was like, oh, there's another name of a book. And I wrote that down. And then it's, oh oh my goodness, there's words. And I started writing five minutes and I had three books, like, because I wrote one book, but they could be broken up into different books. So, um, so yeah, so this is, this is the first one. So end of November, I would have just, just had this happen when we talked. Right. So I just had had the idea. I messaged my friend and I said, I think I just wrote a book. And she's like, oh, do you want me to introduce you to a publisher? And I said, sure. Oh, amazing. So there's my publisher. Yeah, cool. And then I just made a post about it. I said, I wrote a book. <laughs> and someone said, oh, my cousin's an illustrator. That's and it makes perfect. me so happy. She's a single mom in wow. Canada and she's in Ontario. Yeah. Um, so it makes me really happy to be able to, to work with powerful women like this um and I just said to her I said this is what I have in my mind yeah and I had pictures of my son my cat and everything like the book is based on my cat he's crazy yeah which is funnier because my book is Adventures of Peanuts based on my dog so (laughs) her first phone conversation was just like what and the media stuff because I look at media and it was just like what anyhow (laughs) yeah Yeah. and uh and she just got it right away and so it's called cookie kitty love it and this one is cookie kitty meets his boy and right before I got on this call with you or this podcast with you um I looked at the new drawing so cookie kitty two is coming out in the middle of March hopefully so I saw the cover of of the second book yeah um Uh, it's so cool I'm just like so excited um I'm stuck on the name I don't like the name it's cookie kitty and the crows I don't like and the crows um so I have a poll out there right now that if someone helps me and I take the name uh that they because you already have meats yeah yeah cookie kitty meets his boy so and I don't want to be trapped in the meats every everyone so I'm looking for better than and the crows and so if someone helps uh, right now, if I take someone's suggestion, I'll dedicate murder the book. of crows. <laughs> then you get that might be murder in a children's book. It's educational. Yeah. Then it's they're educational. learning what they're actually called. I think I win. I think I win. <laughs> no, I absolutely love that. I, that was, that's been my only kind of um, hurdle. At first it was just writing the book. I had the idea, no problem. I was sailing in a permanent meditative state because that's what sailing does to me. I'm just like, oh, same with peanut. She's on the boat. She's just like the most calm she's ever been is on a sailboat. That's just, that's her piece. Either that or she's really seasick. I'm not sure, but regardless, <laughs> she seems fine. Um, but that's where, yeah, the book came, the book idea came there. Um, but yeah, good for you for finding an illustrator. I have been, I, I actually bought an iPad to do it myself because I am an artist. I just don't do children's illustrations. So it's been a challenge for me. I've been trying, I've given it my best, but I think I want to find somebody <laughs> that's a little better to find an actual illustrator. Writing is hard enough and doing the rest, the marketing and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out Amazon right now for it. Oh, awesome. Um, but uh, if you want me to introduce you to my illustrator, I yeah, can introduce I you. I want to use the same kind of style as you, but um, yeah, I don't know what her has other um, styles. Definitely, yeah, I'll support a single mom in Canada. That would be awesome. Definitely, love that. Yeah. Thanks. So that's my that's my book, my second one, and then I'm also I'm really excited to be working on um, another client of mine wants me to write her life story 
Um, so it's, it'll be a true, true, based on a true story novel. Oh, like and I'm just like freaking out about that a bit. And I'm really excited. Right. <laughs>